So I guess sort of moving on to uh, the club that you oh you don't dread you don't dread we have to talk about United now don't we? Yeah, of course we have to talk about United man. Me and Green are United fans. You know you have two United fans for us. All right, <laughs> best club in the world. So hey, that's right, Green. Hey, best and so, biggest, <laughs> Rafael Varane. What a so, for those who if need he context, he, Rafael Varane has reportedly agreed to uh, personal terms with Manchester United. There are rumors that Chelsea might hijack the deal, but it looks like he wants to go to Man United. He said he's not going to push Real Madrid to have him leave, but it's sort of accepted in Madrid that he's going to leave. That okay, they wait, sort be, of before, have to sell him. Before you continue, right? May I just add, right? This is typical Chelsea, man. They like to hijack moves, you know. I remember John Obi Mikel back in the day. You know, man signed personal terms United, and in the eleventh hour, who comes to hijack the move? Roman Abramovich and the Blues, bruh. <sighs> imagine, it's, it's... imagine putting Rafael Varane and John Obi Mikel in the same conversation. Yo, okay, hey, all right. <laughs> this is hey, only no, the just... experience that I have with you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Arsenal yeah, is on the camp. Shit, Chicago. <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> hey, <laughs> mate, Chicago is the budget camp everyone needs. All right, okay, man, doesn't cost a lot. All right, experience Premier League winner. Hey, <laughs> see now that oh, I've played a lot more football. Now that I've played a lot more football manager, a lot of the conversations with you about transfers make a lot more sense. <laughs> Because <laughs> this, because it's this is the context that you're thinking. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Back to United. Back to United. Back to United. Back to United. I can't right? believe I have okay. to drag you back on topic to talk about Man United. It's usually the Man United, right? He's out of your round, right? Oh, I can't believe it. But okay, uh, I want to hear what Rin has to say as well. But I, I guess one question that uh, Jack sort of proposed to to me the other day, right, Rin? is uh well not really proposed but sort of hinted at was do you think Varane is the man going forward or do you think we should dip into our academy instead to fill up the center back spot I didn't necessarily propose that put context you didn't propose that I sent you the screenshot of the tweet saying Varane agreed personal terms and someone below yeah, that you... some random football <laughs> twitter troll said you know what about our academy players I was thinking your academy players aren't good enough. <laughs> but I sent, true, the, I sent the screenshot to Vikram and said, you know, for your information, also the reply is basically you on every podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's what I think. Okay, okay, so but what, what, what do you think? What do you think? Before I, before I give my opinion, what do you think? Oh, it'll ch- I think it will change the United side. Mm. I mean, he's, he's fast, he's strong, he's good in the air. Mm-hmm. He's good at reading the game. I'm pretty sure he'll like compliment Maguire well. I mean, Maguire is sure. pretty, pretty slow. And I'm slapped. <laughs> yeah. He reads the game damn well and he's very good in the air. Mm, it's true. And yeah, so I think could be a good centre back pairing. I, I mean, he's won, what, three Champions League titles with Madrid and like, you know. And he'll bring the winning mentality there, which is like sorely missing in the True. sport. True. Yeah. But I mean I think even with a run in, we still need like a proper defensive midfielder. Lah. And I think that Yeah. You know, like yeah, signing Varan does help to elevate the defense. And I think the right back position I don't know man. I, I would prefer Trippier over Visaka just because Trippier has like better he's more dynamic as a player he can mm, somewhat mm. defend you know and you know he, he's, well, he's did you watch the Euros he's damn good at crosses he's damn good he's damn good at crosses yeah. that, that cross yeah. for the Shaw goal Aaron yeah. Wilson oh. is not doing that Aaron Wilson like, is not doing that I'm sorry <laughs> yeah, if he yeah. if he does, it'll be for the Democratic Republic of Congo. It will not be for him. <laughs> no, it won't. It won't. Bisaka can't cross for nuts. Like, uh, it's it's amazing how poor he is. He is at crossing because like he's he used to be a winger. And like, what sort of winger doesn't know how to cross? 
<laughs> that's a very good point, especially an <laughs> English one. Yeah, that's actually a good point, man. That's actually a good point. Can't, can't Even the, the English game is also based on crossing, right? I mean, <laughs> it came through a Crystal Palace too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they, they, they yeah, shoved man. Glenn Murray up front just to nod down crosses for like half a decade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I digress lah, but <laughs> Varane, Varane is like, a, he'll be a quality signing man. Like, I'm so excited for him to come. And it would have been a real bonus if we had Sergio Ramos to come in as well. I mean, his mentality, I mean, at that age, is insane to still want to play at the top level I mean quite honestly uh, Sergio Ramos coming to United uh, would that benefit the club I think it would I agree in the sense that like uh, like you said I mean he'll be a good locker room leader you know like right now when you think of locker room leaders who do you think who, Jack who do you think is a locker room leader at United uh, I only, uh, only one name comes to apparently I read something and they were saying uh, Lee Grant is a leader. <laughs> Yo, I was gonna say one. This is why you don't get rid of Lee Grant. Tom Heaton could never. Yo, Lee Grant. Juan Mata. Juan Mata. I think Juan Mata. And Juan Mata. Ooh, the thing is, three players that you really don't want playing for Manchester United. Exactly. Yeah, you don't want them. No, yeah. I mean, okay. Out of the leaders, setting the culture. I mean. They're not starters, yeah. lah. You know, and yeah, starters. I mean, yeah, yeah, they have won in the past, but a noted star player, Lee Grant. He's a star <laughs> holding up the. He's a star holding up the board in place Yo, of the fourth official. Man, I, man, man, big numbers at United. I would love to have his life. <laughs> it really is the greatest finesse in the history of. It well, is, I mean, you had to be good up to you know the point of four, but like. To sit on the bench for Manchester United and make... He didn't even well, make probably... a lot, but he makes more a year than I'll probably make <laughs> in 10. So... <laughs> he makes he's only like 20 grand a year. <laughs> Isn't he only like, what, 20 grand a week? Probably, right? That's 20,000 pounds a week. <laughs> That's like 80,000 yeah. pounds a month, 960,000 pounds a year. That's close to a million. I mean, you probably get bonuses. I take that. Yeah, who's doing nothing, that, being a millionaire. Doing nothing. Sit on the bench uh, because United uh, wanted to sell Sam Johnston, and <laughs> okay, all right, okay. To be fair to the man, to be fair to the man, he's probably helping out in some coaching capacity as well. You know, given his probably. experience, <laughs> probably, you know, yeah, probably. Rin said it himself. He's a locker room figure. He's a locker room. Yeah, yeah it's true. And okay, well, I guess going back to the Varane question, right? Um, I think. He is a needed... I mean, you've touched on all the points that, that uh, I guess I wanted to touch on. But I think one thing that I would like to add is the fact that people like uh, Talon Mengi, people like Axel Tuan TV, they don't have someone of quality to aspire towards. To all, I mean, perhaps Maguire, but I think a Maguire-Varan partnership is really solid. I think on paper it looks solid and I hope it is solid if it does materialize. I mean, the move does materialize and hopefully Varane adapts well to the English game and whatnot. Okay, I hope, you know, like, you don't come up with some sort of excuse if he doesn't play well. Oh, you know, in Spain, pace is slower and stuff. Okay, I mean... But I think it's some it's something to aspire to. Because right now, if you think about it, Maguire Lindelof or Lindelof by I, I'm not feeling it, man. It, they are, don't get me wrong, I don't think they are bad players by any shout I think they're good players just not the players you need to bring them to the title they're not great players to be fair they're not great players they're not great players I think they're good players I mean someone who you can depend on for uh, EPL fixture if you want to rest you know uh, your players for an important champions league tie you know maybe in the knockout stages or something like that mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean yeah, you, you can trust them. It's not like Phil Jones, you know, you can't trust Phil Jones. I'm sorry, Phil Jones, you haven't played. Oh, that guy, you he's a yeah. mess. <laughs> Joninho. Hey, yo, Joninho, right? Joninho. <laughs> just, to, just to rephrase this Varane conversation in a different context, because all the points you guys right. make are incredibly valid and incredibly true. Do you think there's necessarily an issue with the cost-benefit analysis of bringing in Rafael Varane? Granted, he's, his fee is going to be very low because the contract is running out of Real Madrid. The river fee is about £42 million. 
But you're going to be paying him about half a mil a week. If the rumors are to be believed. Whereas you could lay out more on a transfer fee for someone like Joel Kunda, who was, in my opinion, the best center back in La Liga last season, but you're going to pay him a quarter of the wages. Is there necessarily a cost-benefit analysis in that that could mean United getting Varane isn't necessarily the best thing? Or do you believe that however much you're going to pay him a week, however much the cost is, he's the best possible move that United could have made? To be honest, right, uh, I don't think that's a... Mm. He, I mean, uh, to, sort of answer, to sort of indirectly answer your question, personally, you love for me, I think... Yeah, I know. Personally, for me, I think it's... Uh, he is the best possible move uh, United could have made because I think Ole is probably tired of uh, getting someone that has a lot of potential. Someone that's good but has more potential to, to grow uh, only because... I don't think he knows how to develop <laughs> uh, hey, that's a not player true. like that. Yo, yo, yo. Oh, I've never seen him true. develop it. I don't know seen him any... Uh, well, maybe forwards he has the ability because he, he used to be a forward. But okay, probably centre-backs. Centre-backs, yeah. bro. I, I, you, who do you want to train your centre-backs on, man? Is he going to ring up Gary Neville or something? Gary's like, hey, uh... <laughs> no, I can he's help. too busy no, yelling to... at Jeremy Carragher on Sky Sports. Oh, uh, that's true. That is true, you know? <laughs> The, 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 I guess that's the problem, right? I think Ole is sick and tired of having a leaky defence. He has a world-class left-back in Luke Shaw. Granted, uh, Juan Bissaka isn't the best going forward. He's not an attacking fullback, but in terms of a def- in his defensive prowess and his ability to defend right, he's one of the best right-backs in, in that department. So he has a world-class uh, fullback defense line in that sense. Maguire is really, really good as well. He's really, really done well in the Euros. And I think, especially since his first season at United, where he's sort of changed, he's become much more stable. And we realized how important he is as a player once he was missing from the squad because that's when we started letting in more goals. <laughs> yeah. And- well, that could also be the... On the other hand, the fact that you're starting a defense of Lindelof and Baye or Lindelof and Twansebe. Like... It oh, could also true. just I be mean, that your other centre-backs suck. Yes, I agree with your base point. Harry Maguire is very important to United's defence. But at the same time, even, you know, other Even defense, for yeah. however many times that Twitter can screen grab his, his mistakes and say, <laughs> this guy costs more than Virgil van Dijk. And completely fair, Virgil <laughs> van Dijk's a better player. But he's still a very, very good player. And he's shown for club and country that he's a very, very good player. But, um, I, I mean... Quite honestly, right? I, who else is there in the market that has is at Varane's uh, level? I, I, I mean, I, I really don't... <laughs> I'm not but sure Real Madrid Varane? fans want to have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Jules Kunda. <laughs> exactly what I said. He's the best center back in La Liga last season. That was sort of my point of you would pay more upfront for Jules Kunda, but you'd be paying him a quarter of the wages. Yeah, but, but I don't know yeah, someone like Jules, Jules Kunda is that... Uh, I don't know. Remember what you want to say before I... I would say like Moran, Moran, you know, brings in, uh, he would sell more shirts than Kunda. Probably. And like, yeah. But you're going to sell mean, shirts anyway. You're Manchester United. Okay, true. That's true. But at the same That's time, true, You right? can slap my name on the back of it and it'll probably sell pretty well. Probably. And Okay, but here's the thing, right? I think there's, there's that, there's that, uh, there's also this, uh, need to keep Pogba. I, I really do think this, and I mean, I guess this is another topic uh, that we yeah, probably we'll might touch on. We'll be getting to that in a minute. I think Pogba needs to know that the players that are coming to United are of star-studded, uh, of a certain caliber. You know, and they're not bringing in untested products because I think he wants to be in a team that's going to win regularly, and he wants to be in a team that he's able to express himself. Like what Rin said, you know, you need to bring in that central defensive midfielder who's going to sit back and defend as opposed to that double pivot you want to play with. Uh, Fred and McTominay. McFred. You know, McFred, you know. <laughs> it, may, it works sometimes, but the, the, the problem with that system is that it, it sort of holds Pogba back. Pogba needs to be expressive as a number eight. Essentially, he needs to roam around and do his thing. For him to do that, he needs someone to sit back and defend. He needs Besides an Angolo that, Kante, Oh, I guess he he also needs a Declan Rice or he needs a um uh, well Jack Kelvin Cronenham. 
I will Calvin Phillips is more like a Calvin Phillips would be a shout. He's he's a shout. He's a shout. I don't shout, think but he's as to, defensive as what they need. But Calvin Phillips is a good player. I really like him. But uh, uh, the problem with Calvin Phillips is like to drive forward a lot. You know, we need someone to release it back in defense. He also he's <laughs> Calvin Phillips does a very specific thing very very well. He is the Marcelo Bielsa midfielder. He Someone is. who's he is really, able to yeah. who's able to be the pivot in midfield around which everything operates, and that's not necessarily what United need because their midfield operates around Bruno Fernandez. They just need someone yeah. who's able to do all the dirty work, a la Wilfred Ndidi at Leicester, Declan Rice at West Ham. Essentially, someone who was like Matic, but then in goal contact as another example. I mean. Will Ngolo Kante go to United? I don't think so. And probably that not. Happens, Chelsea probably, aren't selling. Pro- let's be honest. Yeah, yeah let's, let's be honest. <laughs> They're not going to sell. I think you were about to say someone like Nemanja Matic, but like five years younger. Ten years younger, bro. <laughs> Ten years younger. Yes, that's basically <laughs> yeah, what you're looking really for. Roll back the years. If you if you could throw if you could throw Nemanja Matic into the fountain of youth and you get the Nemanja Matic to play for Chelsea, that's basically what you're looking for. Yeah, we need we, that kind of player. We, we are interested also in uh, Kamavinga, right? Yeah, I was about to bring him up. So the second topic of discussion here are two names: Kieran Trippier and Water Kamavinga. Thoughts? I don't know where Kamavinga is. I have some very, I have some very particular thoughts about Kamavinga because I've watched him more than probably ninety percent of Manchester United fans. But probably, I'm, 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 I'm gonna let y'all talk. You're I'm gonna let y'all talk. No, I mean, Rince it one for. I mean, probably in the future, yes, but. Yo, man, I don't know how to. I mean, don't ask me. I can only watch his uh, YouTube highlights. <laughs> he looks good on YouTube. I <laughs> everyone, everyone looks good on YouTube. But is he, but he was particularly play... good on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that no, that's how the... you know you have a special player when they look that much better than everyone else on YouTube. Yo, yeah, he's for, for his age, you know. To be doing, you know, to be bossing around the midfield. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know whether he'll fit into the Premier League. The thing is, right? He probably can't play alongside Pogba. This is what I feel. Jack, correct me if you are if if you think otherwise. All right. Um, I don't think he's someone to play alongside Pogba. Probably someone to replace Pogba down the line, maybe. But I don't think he has what it takes to. Be that central defensive midfield option that we need right now. Because uh, I, honestly, top of my wish list right now is Declan Rice. I think he fits every box. He's English, and only if Premier likes to blood in more English uh, youth into his team or make it more British in some sense. Ole that's reason why for Brexit. Yeah, I don't know why. Me, <laughs> me. Only, only voted for Brexit. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Political people. No, no, but no. Think about it. Don't man. get mad at me. You know, he he what do you call it? He 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 brought in Daniel James. Hey, Daniel James. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Took you a while, right? Stop it. <laughs> I guess there is the added benefit for Declan Rice that he is a homegrown player. So should the homegrown rules change in England regarding England post Brexit, post yeah. you know entering the European Union, then you know you have another homegrown player in midfield. Another very good homegrown player in midfield, right? And someone who's very young as well, like twenty four, twenty six, twenty three, twenty four. So you know you have another what good six seven years on the kid before he. Declan Rice twenty two. Uh, bro, you have ten more years on the man. You know you have ten yeah. more years on the man. And Should if, just if, if, if exactly West Ham one, Declan Rice. I'm sorry, Jesse Lingard. We need to throw you in, in this bundle, yeah. you know, all right, to reduce <laughs> yeah. the transfer fee. Because honestly, my man, you would be valued at best M, where you probably be playing more. <laughs> you get to go to Europe with West Ham. You get to go to Bratislava and Krasnodar, <laughs> which all is those not places bad. that people dream of playing. <laughs> You know, hey, it's it's the Europa League, man, where the Europe's finest playing, all right? It's not even <laughs> no, Europe Conference like Tottenham, so. No, that's true, oh. that's true. But, I mean, I guess, I, I really do think like someone like Kamavinga is supposed to Kamavinga. Um, before we get to Trippier, right, what are your thoughts on Kamavinga, Jack? So, as someone who's watched a lot of Kamavinga, Kamavinga is a prodigal player. 
like him yes. being this good this young is a very very big deal he was the youngest winner of league of a league player in month award not this past season but the season before he i believe is the youngest player since before world war ii to score for france uh, he's very very good his performance against psg again not last season but the season four was one of the best i've seen from a young player in league in, in a long time but he by his own admission did not have a good season this year he was probably lucky to have been nominated for League and Young Player of the Year. He deservingly lost Arion Chouamani, who I believe is someone Manchester United should be looking at. But yes. I don't believe Kamavinga is ready to leave Ren. But I think he, either through his own volition or through bad advice, has fenced himself into a situation where he is going to leave Ren for a, for a bigger club, either Man United or PSG. And he's not necessarily ready for that move. I don't think him going to Manchester United right now would be in the best interest of anyone involved. I don't think he would start for Manchester United. I don't think he would play all that much for Manchester United, especially if Paul no. Martin's still there. And yeah. he would, I mean, if they buy him because he's likely going to be fairly cheap because he's in the last year of his contract, if they buy him and send him out on loan and sort of work with him as the eventual Paul Pogba heir, that makes sense. But as you guys have highlighted, they desperately need a defensive midfielder. And Kamavinga is not a defensive midfielder. He is, in his own description, and in watching him play, he is a number eight. He's not necessarily as defensively lax, let's say, as Paul Pogba, but he's not someone who's going to be a number six. And while the move in the long run makes sense because Kamavinga is obviously a prodigal talent, I don't think it makes sense in the short run for Manchester United. I don't think he's ready to make a move like that. No, it's true, and I guess like Bruno said, you know, if if he does want to come to United, someone the someone we can look at in the future. But I guess are we going to pay PSG hundred million euros for someone like Kamavinga? Probably. I know. I, well, actually, no. I think Ed Woodward days are gone. Ed Woodward days are gone, man. I think we're going to make sensible transfers sense for. I mean, if United Kill. wanted to look at two midfielders in Liga, and I would suggest either Trumani from Monaco or Bubka Kamara from Marseille. Both of them are defensive midfielders. Both of them fit what they need in a defensive midfielder. Kamara's also mm-hmm. in the last year of his contract and is likely going to leave Marseille for probably less than 20 million pounds, if not less than 15 million pounds, and would be a fairly smart signing for whoever signs him. But I think the name at the top of the list for United, if they have the ability to spend money on him, should be Declan Rice. Should be a Declan Rice. I mean, because Lutheran, he's probably out. Indeed, he's not leaving Leicester. Yeah, he's not going to leave Leicester. They they would move heaven to keep him at that club. Yeah, I mean, they probably ask like two hundred for for the man. Something ridiculous, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's kind of go. Okay, Trippier. All right, Uh, Rin. What are your thoughts on Trippier, man? I think we need him. Honestly, Uh, I think yeah, like I said, he's dynamic. You know, he's. I mean, he knows the he knows the English game. He's been there, done that, and yeah. I mean, he 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 can cross la. So <laughs> the one thing he can one cross, yeah. <laughs> he can cross la. You know, that is how low the standard is. Can he yeah. cross the ball? Yes. Yo, I miss watching like United strikers heading the ball in. You know, I've, I've <laughs> you got the I've not had that satisfaction since like David Beckham days, uh, So, all right, you know, you, yeah. you have a point. You have a point. You don't have someone who is. Uh, I mean, we've had people who cross the ball over the years, but we used to have uh, quality fullbacks, eh? sort of quality wingers as well. I mean, now you mention it, right? In the current United setup, who can cross the ball? Luke Shaw. Well, Alex Shaw. Tellers, I guess. Alex Tellers, um, if he's still going to be there next season. I would argue Pedro can cross fairly well. Well, um, I mean, man has 20 assists to his name for the past three seasons. So, like... Uh, and yes, to answer your question, there are rumors that uh, Inter and Roma both want Alex Dallas online. Oh, Yo, no, the, no, no, it's no, no. not United... sure whether United are going to accept those rumors, but nah. there have at least been inquiries. Do you think... Do you think that... Okay, here's the thing with Trippier, right? I think maybe because of my loyalty to... I don't know, I, I really fancy... Uh, I think he is a really, really good defensive player. Probably the best one-on-one uh, defenders Agreed. that United has right now. Agreed. 
I think maybe converting him into centre back is not as easy as FIFA where you can convert people into uh, <laughs> you know positional. Oh, he is an ultimate team scumbag. He plays fullback and centre back. <laughs> yeah, like bro, no, I, I don't think it's easy as that. But like, if he's able to adapt well, I mean, he's still young. If he's able to adapt well into a central defensive role. United will have three world class, well, not world class, but three decent options at uh, the heart of defense. And then you have Trippier, you have, uh, well, I guess Diogo Dalo if he's staying, and uh, Tuan Zibi at right back. Though Tuan Zibi can also play centre back. I mean, my point is you you have options. You could also see, you know, one Bisaka magically uh, producing beautiful crosses, you know, world class crosses. After Trippier arrives, I don't think that's going to happen. But I'm, what I'm trying to get at is how once Alex Telles came to United, Luke Shaw really fought for his place. Because before that, you know, he he didn't really have to. Because it was, what, Brendan Williams? <laughs> Isn't that his only competitor for that squad? So yeah, like, yeah. He didn't really have to fight for his space but, uh, in, the, in the squad. But with Telles there, you know, he, he really had to push himself. And I sincerely hope if Trippier does come, uh, you know, maybe we get the best out of Trippier, we get the best out of Juan Bisaka. Who knows? Maybe Diogo Dalu is uh, a surprise contender for the right back spot. I don't think so, but you know, man can dream. But yeah, I think I think Trippier would be a welcome addition. I don't think he is a necessary addition as opposed to the central defensive midfield role right now. Once we get Varane, I think our main priority should be getting the CDM. We can survive without Trippier. I think the main issue with the Trippier move is just how much you're going to have to pay to get Kieran Trippier. Because, at least for, I think for a lot of Premier League fans, the last memory of Kieran Trippier is him putting up like a 4 out of 10 in the Champions League final against Liverpool. He's genuinely yeah. a good player. He, he was arguably the best right back in La Liga last season. He was arguably one of the main reasons why Atletico Madrid won the league last season. You could tell there was a tangible difference between when he was out for Atleti when he got that stupid gambling suspension and when he was in. And at the same time, at Lake Madrid have very little reason to sell him. Their asking price is $40 million. Are you willing to spend $40 million on Karen Trippier? For I mean, me, that answer is probably not. It's like 32 right? Or something. I think it's like no, 32 uh, pounds, yeah. No, no, is he, is, he, is, he, is he 32 years old? No, I think it's 28, right? No, that's wage. Or um, transfer fee. I think that's 32 million pounds. Yeah. And he is 30 years Karen old. Karen Trippier oh, is 30 years old. 30 years. Do you want to yeah. pay 40 million for a 31 year old who's going to turn 31, by the way, in September? Wait, he, he is genuinely a very good player. But no, at the same yeah, time, like... United need a defensive midfielder more. And if United have an attacking setup where they have Luke Shaw and Karen Trippier bottom forward and they don't have a defensive midfielder sitting back, they're going to get picked apart. Because Paul Collins is not I, going I, to defend. We all know that. No, no, he's not. That's your quality loss. Harry Maguire, you're going to have Harry Maguire looking like a deer in the headlights and Rafael Varane using whatever pace he has left to try and make up for Harry Maguire looking like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> no, um... Yeah, well... Okay, here's the thing. Had this been Edward engineering the deals, I don't think we would have gotten a central defensive midfielder that, you know, we all could be content about. But I think one thing that I, I sort of talked about a few podcast episodes ago and I think I want to talk about again, likely to touch on, is the fact that how fast all these moves are happening because Ed Woodward is no longer in charge. It took us four years or three three seasons, I suppose, you know, for us to get Sancho, you know. <laughs> get rid of Ed Woodward, you get Sancho, Varane, and potentially, you know, two more signings. That's ridiculous, man. Like, the speed that we are, <laughs> at which we are working right now. It's, I mean, if anything, it just showed that Ed Woodward really cause us to lag, lag behind so much. I sort of have a funny image in my mind of Ed Woodward just calling uh, Michael Zork at Percy Dortmund for three years and saying, 50 million for Sancho. No. Three weeks later. <laughs> How about now? No. <laughs> a month and a half later. How about now? No. No. Okay, 65 million. No. No. <laughs> and then Darren Fletcher calls him and says, 75 million. We want 80. Yeah. Okay, we'll pay that. Deal. Deal. Sure, take it. Take it and leave. I'm like, yeah. That's how you do business, man. I don't get it. But uh, I'm, I'm just happy that you know, we're going in the right, uh, right direction um, with regards to, uh, to our transfer decisions. 
Oh, oh, don't worry. We still have two topics to talk about with Manchester United. I'm Ooh. giving you all the opportunity that you wanted for the last <laughs> few weeks to talk about Manchester United. As a group. <laughs> I'm very happy that Bryn is here for this moment because not only do you have one Manchester United fan's opinion, you have two. Two. You have two. World class trained. Podcast trained. <laughs> talking about Manchester United, the biggest club talking in the world. Talking about Manchester United. Hey, yo, you know, we spend years in the coffee shop talking about this, right? We spend years during our breaks in university talking about United. We are prepped, we are prepped for this, Jack. You are, you're in for an onslaught. We, we could, we could do an entire mind. podcast just on Manchester United with you, too. We could, we really could, man. All, really could. all, all right, those late go. nights of uh, Andres Pereira. <laughs> 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 Running around Yo, in the Champions League, league. <laughs> and then me, Brendan Williams him. getting red ragged by Suso you, in Europe League. Something. Yo, you you have to understand one thing. Ring hated the fact that I always supported Pereira, man. He hated yeah. it, man, because I always I would always be like, hey, Pereira's a good player. Ring would give me the funniest look. It's like, bro, you need to stop, man. You stop this shit, <laughs> okay? He sucks. I know Pereira yeah. is good, man. It's one of our own. It's the, it's the worst United player. No, okay, hey, hey. Right. He's the worst. <laughs> he's bad, right? I wouldn't say he's the worst. Okay? He's hard, I mean, Fred Williams still exists. <laughs> <laughs> Phil yo, Jones. Yo, yo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Phil Daniel Jones. James. Yeah, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Daniel Hamez, okay, he, he did not too, not too shabby for Wales, right? Okay. The comeback is on, right? Daniel Hamez, right? Daniel Hamez. Daniel the Welsh. Okay, but... The... All right, two more. Two more. <laughs> two more topics. Okay, Pog let's go. <laughs> Pogba is reportedly favorable of the idea of going to PSG. He's still not signed a contract extension at Manchester United. Um, concerns, thoughts, opinions. Is this the moment when Donny van de Beek finally gets the play? No. Donny van de Beek is never playing. Yo, no. <laughs> Poor guy. No, he, I mean, I pity him because I don't think he was someone Ole wanted. And I think Edward was trying to be funny because he saw ah, Judge Boy from Ajax. Will make money. Will play like Cruyff. Bring him in. The Dutch and, boy you know, that isn't Frankie De Jong. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You, you got Frankie. He's Frankie De Jong from Wish. <laughs> no, that's incredible. No, Frankie De he's not. He's not Frankie De Jong, but he's a very good player. Isn't that right? He is a very good player. He 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 was phenomenal for Ajax. The the problem is, it's they are playing him as a central defensive midfielder. This is the problem. You can't play someone like Donny van der Beek. It, it's, he's basically Pogba. This is, he has the same problem with Pogba. He's not Pogba, don't get me wrong. But what I'm trying to say is that he, this is the same problem we have with Pogba. We are playing Pogba in a double pivot role. He's not supposed to be played in that way. You know, the reason why he's flourishing in France and, you know, the problem with most United fans is that, you know, we criticize Pogba that, oh, why can't he play uh, at United the way he plays for France? And that's primarily because France deploys him in a very expressive and free-roaming role. Yes, he has responsibilities per se, but he has a lot of creative freedom that he, he isn't afforded at United. That's because of the... I, I don't know what Manuel Ole read while growing up or while he was at some managerial course, but he does not like to play any other position besides... any other system besides this 4 2 3 one. I don't know why. He's very rigid about this. He needs... Oh, I need my double pivot. I, mean, I need two players. He dabbled in three five two a little bit. Let's be completely fair to the guy. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. fair. And the, the, he took a brief well, interest in a three five two. Against but he, he played. He played Luke Shaw as a centre back once. We all remember this. We, I remember that. But he played he, one he, of the best uh, left backs in the world as a centre back because Ole is a tactical genius, as we all know. He is, and to be honest, he, Luke Shaw actually did pretty well, you know, as a centre back, sort of. Yes, I think I agree. I think he did pretty well as a centre back, yeah. as a left centre back. Yeah, so that's centre back. I mean, we all thought like, wow, tactical masterstroke, and that's when Luke Shaw was still sort of unfit in a sense. If you if you guys remember that, so we thought, still wow, a little man, bit pudgy. He is still, but you know he, he can run now, all right. <laughs> yeah, he definitely. He's a very good player. He can run, now. but Not OBC my, I guess my point with regards to Van de Beek, right? <laughs> yeah, shit. I remember when he came to 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 uh, uh, a training camp hosted by Louis Van Gaal, and Van Gaal was like, "Who is this? <laughs> well, what is this? He managed to lose some weight, you know? Like, I don't recognize he, this guy. He ate another Luke Shaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, but uh, I guess uh, back to the big point. Um, unless we find someone who can helm that central defensive midfield role, like a traditional defensive midfielder, stop playing Vanderbilt so. I mean, so far deep behind, 
in that sense. You know, he needs to be upfront more. He needs to have that creative freedom to express himself. He is, you know, not Pogba but Pogba esque player. The reason why he was able to play so well at Ajax is because he was given so much creative freedom. The problem with United is that the only player that has any ounce of creative freedom in the team is Bruno Fernandes. That's all. If you can have Bruno, Pogba, or Van der Beek, or Pogba and Van der Beek, all right, perhaps, maybe I don't know, maybe they're too similar for play in that sense. Perhaps, all right. I think you might have more uh, creative creativity up front. Sometimes, you know, if if you take a look at United this past season, right, we struggle to penetrate the defense. Okay, granted, we have Sancho right now, who's another creative outlet on the wings. But I think having more options up front is is always a plus. It's definitely the case, and I think if you looked at him when he played for Ajax, obviously in his last season he played as a more defensive midfielder because he was their short-term replacement for Frankie Dion before Ryan Gravenberg came through. But when he was when he was on that Ajax team that made the Champions League semi-final, he was basically playing as a number ten. I think he played as a number ten in that four-one game against Real Madrid, where he was, at least in my opinion, one of or at least the second best player on the pitch behind Dusan Tadic. So you're looking at a player who's who primarily wants to attack and primarily wants to create. And I don't think he would necessarily do well playing in that rigid double pivot system. And he's most definitely not the defensive midfielder that you need in that double pivot system. No, yeah, he isn't. No, he isn't. I, I mean, I think we need to scrap the double pivot system because, like, the only two players that actually make it work are Fred and McTominay. That's saying a lot, you know. <laughs> it, it, he's right. right. <laughs> yeah, the only two players that make it work are Fred and McTominay. But if you play Fred and McTominay, you can't play Pogba. You can't play Van de Beek. Or you have to play Pogba's left midfielder. Yo, we're trying to Matuidi this thing up, alright? How Matuidi played left mid for France in the uh, 2018 World Cup uh, run. Uh, But I guess, you know, to your point, um, Pogba to PSG. Rin, do you think he should go? Uh, For a lot of money, yes. Right now, yes. Would you rather... that, that's the added context of it. You're not going to get a lot of money for him because he's going into the final year of his contract. The rumored fee, I believe, was around fifty million pounds. Yeah, which so is a lot, which is a lot of money in the grand scheme of things. Apparently, in the co- especially in the COVID market, but it's you're making what a 30, 40 million loss on him. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, I don't know. I think I feel that Pogba is has been defensively suspect and like that was that's a kind way to put it (laughs) yeah I mean that's a kind way to put it definitely that was that's what costed them the the third the third goal against in the in the Euros you know it wasn't just all it was definitely on coming long guy but yeah yeah, I I remember because he lost the ball it was during the game Varane and Pavard were yelling at him about not defending enough so yeah it's mm-hmm. a very valid point yeah I mean he which is rich coming day. from Benjamin Pavard but <laughs> so be it <laughs> I mean on his day you know he can control the game boss the game like against yeah, Man City yeah, sure. you know where Vikram slept before half time uh, oh, the, like, the comeback game yeah the comeback game I was like Yo, you fell asleep during that no no like, no you know what happened yeah, because I was so pissed off, man. I, I was done. I was like, bro, I'm going to sleep, man. And then he, was, he texted wow. me like, bro, you're not going to come back, bro. Then I was like, wow. hey, live in your fantasy, man. fantasy land. Man. And next, next morning I woke up, I was like, shit, I should have stayed away. You really should have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro, but, uh, no, but, but yeah. uh, to, to, to Rin's point, yeah. You know, on his game, on his day, he's a game changer. Yeah, well, he's world class, lah. I mean, he is world class. If you know his, if the contract issues are like distracting him and not doing too good for United, then he should just leave, in my opinion. What about I you? think that, what a, yeah, what sorry, Vikram, were you gonna add another point? I mean, I guess I think the thing I was gonna say right is I'm at the point where I rather just let him stay for an extra season and see how things pan out because. I don't mind losing him on a free. On a free, we are not. Uh, I mean, I guess the Glazers would, but you know, today we it's are. Not, it's not your money. 
it's not my money and we are Manchester freaking United like we are not uh, no offence uh, Jack but you know like right now Leon are going through a lot of problems and financial problems yeah, they yes, need to yes, sell their are. players <laughs> yes we are <laughs> they, they you know we, we don't have we don't have to sell our players to you know make our to balance our books you know so to speak I, I do believe that you know it makes more sense to have him around for another season who knows he's, he changes his mind and he stays if not he leaves on a free Whatever it is, you know, give it a shot. Because uh, give it a shot only because you're you're forming your strongest team yet. If Varane is going to come, if Sancho performs well, United are actually fixing two out of three positions that they have, you know, real real issues with. I mean, before Sancho's arrival, Dan James was the only right, the, the only trained right winger we have. Don't I mean I'm not considering Green Greenwood isn't. A natural right winger. Dan James was our only natural right winger, and that says a lot. It's a lot about you know that position, and the fact that we can fix it with a world class player like Sancho. The fact that we can fix our centre back uh, hole or void with Varane. If we have Pogba in that team, I would really want to see how that team works out. For all you know, Pogba's convinced to stay, and he realizes that hey, you know they're actually creating something here. Why would I go to PSG, which is another sinking ship? In the long run, if they sell Mbappe, anyone sell Mbappe? Let's be honest. I think yeah. there's a very long conversation that we can have about his fit with PSG and PSG moving forward. But just to stick with United in this first sense, I think it does add a little bit more context into them wanting Kamavinga if they see a short-term departure for Pogba. But the issue is, I don't think Kamavinga is a short-term replacement for Pogba, especially after the season that he had at Ren. But if Again, to operate in a more cost-benefit analysis sort of context to this, if United are very insistent on signing Rafael Varane, and for some reason very insistent on signing Karen Trippier, and they want, and there's maybe a reality where they're running into financial fair player, they're running into prime profit and sustainability rules, and they need to sell someone, I would sell Pogba in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, so especially I, if you but... can get fifty million back for him, you can just immediately shove that into Declan Rice. And if he's not going to sign a contract, then you're, you might as well just sell him. Especially if you're able to get him, to get all parties involved happy and get him to the club that he wants to be at, whether it be PSG, whether it be Juventus, whether it be whoever. True, it's true. I mean, if you put it that way, I guess, you know, I do agree with what you're going to say. I think uh, the only issue in that regard is how just how big the market necessarily is for Paul Pogba at least right now, especially due to COVID, considering, I mean, PSG have expressed interest and there is a mutual interest between Pogba and PSG, but PSG need to sell players right now in order to balance the books and meet uh, French financial regulations because that league is failing miserably. Juventus don't have the money to pay for them. They're scraping pennies just to sign Locatelli. So while there is a very significant market for him on a free transfer, I don't necessarily think that market is that big on a permanent transfer. So United are sort of in a rock and a hard place situation. Mm. So if they do end up keeping him and running out his contract because there is no buyers, I think that's fairly rational. But if there is a buyer, I think it would be in their best interest to sell him if he's not going to sign a new contract. What if that buyer is PSG? Uh, Man City. Oh, you're, 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 not, you're not helping a direct rival. No, absolutely. Yeah, Manchester United so are no longer in the business of helping direct rivals. Except if they're Arsenal, you know, like, you want to sell, sell them one of our retirees, you know. Hey, go for it, man. We, we, we've done that in the past. We could it's amazing it. how that Sanchez vegetarian swap worked out for no one. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, you know, if the market only exists for... Pogba for Man City or Chelsea. No, United cannot. I would rather let him go for free than help a direct title rival. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. I, I think, I think, I think, I think that's fair. I also don't think either of those clubs would be interested in Paul Pogba at this point, considering their midfields are fairly set in stone. But and also because Chelsea have bigger fish to fry in regards to gathering the money to sign Erling Holland. Mm, fair, fair. That's fair. Okay, so. I guess uh, is that it with Pogba? You know, is there anything else that anyone wants to add? Well, there is one more thing that came the the thing that I sent you this morning. 
Aha. Well, I don't know whether Reed knows about this. So, so from it. fairly it. dubious sources, apparently during the Paul Pogba negotiate or during, excuse me, the Rafael Varane negotiations, Real Madrid offered Manchester United Vinicius. <laughs> I seen that. I saw that. I saw. That. <laughs> yeah, because to put it in context, Real Madrid won't kill Mbappe. I think there's sort of a disconnect in rumors between them not necessarily coaching Mbappe, but wanting Mbappe to run out of contract at Real Madrid and then signing him for a free next season versus wanting to pay PSG the 90, 100 million that they're going to want this season for Mbappe. So if they wanted to do that, in order to do that, they're going to have to sell players and Vinicius and Mbappe play the same position. <laughs> so that would be the, the logical step. Next step. At least from what I've read, they want, I think, 68 million pounds for him, but I've also seen rumors that they're willing to let him go on loan and have the option or obligation to buy for 68 million B the next season, rather than this summer. I mean, I'll, I'll so, take him Vinicius to Manchester United, <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> uh, when you I'll, take, I'll him take him on? I'll take him on loan and see how he fares, but I wouldn't buy him, but well, he can dribble, he, he can really dribble. But it's finishing. It's right. but, but Ryan Ryan Babel could also dribble. So <laughs> <laughs> yo, man, just to be fair, Vinicius. Let's be completely yeah. fair. Vinicius Vinicius is a better player than Ryan Babel. <laughs> no, yeah, true for sure. But 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 Vinicius can can finish as well. You know, like that's that's yeah. a major issue. Yeah, his end product just isn't there. But then you know, Ole could coach him lah. Okay, that's yeah. one thing, right? It's definitely uh, rational for United if, yeah. if they're just going to take a flyer on Vinicius and say, hey, let's take him on loan, see how he does, and let's cross this bridge when we get to it next season. Hopefully, he doesn't become the next Donny van de Beek and he just sits on the bench for 38 games <laughs> because they play Sancho and Fernandez like 10,000 minutes or some ridiculous number. <laughs> Yo, isn't, but... isn't Vinicius a uh, left winger, though? He can play on both. Oh, yeah. He can play on both wings. Is he, is yes. he more uh, uh, suited to the left? Because if he's more suited to the left, that's going to be to United's uh, Rashford, benefit. Yeah, because he'll be, he'll, he'll, he'll be covered for Rashford. Rashford. Yeah, he and, could be and decent backup for Rashford. Till October, right? Or something. Yep. Is he? Yep. Yeah, he's injured. He's out for... Well, I guess Martial has a new life. He played... Uh, yeah, United. yeah, Martial has <laughs> new lease of life. new lease of life. New lease of life for United. I guess he's saying shit. Uh, he needs to go, man. Hey, I'm sorry. He's good, man. No. Yo, I thought you were his biggest critic, bro. I thought you at one point in time you were like, oh, what is Marshall Lady Bugger? You know, he needs to leave. Bro, but uh, I, I can't forget that 23 goal season he had. Yo, I mean no one. So, so you're cl- you're clinging on to that contract because of one season. Yes. Yes. And you're hoping that this season <laughs> was the outlier and not the reversion to the main. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you are more you are more optimistic than I am. <laughs> I like him like I, I like the way he plays la, So he he can be lazy la, which makes me like super frustrated. But hey, but when, hey, when you know who else is lazy? Berbatov. That guy was class, man. I don't, I don't even think <laughs> Berbatov was lazy. He just knew exactly what he needed to do. Yeah. Like, Lionel Messi doesn't he, run a lot. Does that mean Lionel Messi is lazy? Yeah, Bobotov ran in slow motion, so yeah, can't really say please. Bobotov did everything yeah, in yeah. slow motion, <laughs> but I still got the job done. You know, that's the best part, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, man. But it's very. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. The United, uh, the United dressing room is looking more and more crowded, only because it seems to me that Ole is actually interested in blooding in some of the you know, higher rated youth players that are coming through the academy. I know Jack has talked about how that's never going to happen and most of the players are going to be sold. Truth, yeah, that, that may be true. Um, I mean, look at Chelsea. Yo, yo, yeah, that's true, okay, okay, fair. But, but I think it's right, the thing is, right, you know, like, we have a generation of youth players that are actually quite incredible. And the fact that you have players like Amadiallo as well. And that's the thing, right? Okay, next season is going to be interesting because with so many players at his disposal, he needs to rotate the squad to keep everyone happy. He has to rotate. And that's one he thing that rotate. he's never done well. Yeah. No, yeah. So now they're United. Yeah. I think, I think there's two sides to that coin, though, Vikram, because if you want to compete with Manchester City, if you want to compete 
at the top of the table, you need to have depth like Manchester City do. And no team in the world has depth like Manchester City do, but you need to be at least in that conversation. So you're going to have to fight on four fronts. You're going to have to rotate your team, and you're going to have to be able to play very good players in the games that you need to play very good players in. For sure, yeah. I mean, you want to be playing your... At least in the short term, the dressing room getting crowded doesn't necessarily seem to be an issue. issue. In the long term, it's going to be an issue. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And that's sort of why I'm hinting at that all those youth players that you keep dreaming about being superstars in Manchester United just are not going to play <laughs> Manchester United. Mate, <laughs> Hannibal, Hannibal, Andres Pereira. Yo, 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 Andres Pereira needs to get the hell out. I don't know what he's doing with the club anymore. He's done, all right? Mental, I mean, all right? I, I've, I've had my eyes on you uh, young stars, right? In that I mean, we could, have, we could have an even more expanded conversation about this, but this is a problem for basically every Premier League team, not just it's true. for it's Manchester true. United. Because in the Premier League, you have more money than basically every other league in the world. And you have, a, for the vast majority of clubs, a fan base that demands immediate success. And the easiest way to get immediate success is to spend money on proven players rather than blood and youth players. And if you look at some of the best academy teams in the world, the Ajaxes, the Portos, Benficas, the Leons, they all have to rely on their academy because of financial necessity, because they don't have the money that the Premier League does. I mean, Sheffield United made more in television revenue last season than AC London. Like, that's the scale at which the Premier League is operating compared to the rest of the, the rest of Europe. Oh, that's so insane. that's... It's, it's a problem for a lot of teams, not just Manchester United. I mean... You can see that with Chelsea, where basically the only remnants of that academy team that everyone ooed not about for a whole freaking season, Frank Lampard, is going to be Mason Mounts and um, Reese James. Well, I was so, going to say Tammy Abraham, but man, it's going to go as well. Tammy Abraham's going to leave. Alan Hudson and Doyle is reportedly considering leaving. Um, I don't know if Andreas Christensen is Chelsea Academy. He might be. Yeah, I think he might have a future there, but aside from that, I mean, no they're all else, gone. Right? <laughs> this yeah. is the story of the Premier League. Well, I mean, wait till the next uh, transfer ban, which is probably going to happen in like two or three seasons. Uh, <laughs> Chelsea they'll, 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 pro- they'll probably find out that when they spent 100 odd million last year, that it wasn't actually financed by Ed Hazard. They actually did break FFP and they'll get another one. Probably, probably. But, uh, no, you're right. It, it's, it's a problem that's faced by all Premier League teams but like you said you know it's it's that discussion is probably for another day today it's all about the transfers so is that all for United are we finally done with this United chapter of our uh, yeah I, I had to get it all out in one go I had to get all <laughs> United talk out in one go so hopefully you will not drag me back to talking about United for the rest of this podcast well you, there's a good chance uh, well, I mean, probably, now that you have two United fans here, the probability of that happening is even more. But hopefully, I just had to go ahead and not. rip that bandaid off. <laughs> okay, okay. 